everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast about magic lamps, magic serum swords, I hate that term, but I said it anyway, and oopsie daisies, we lost your baby. Oh no, my bad, wink. Oh no, we're so sorry. Ugh. Yeah, like, uh, sorry, Um, that, that, that goes in the boo-boo box. Yeah, put a quarter, quarter like, of the jar. Listen, I understand if you're going to put like a negative review on Yelp because we, listen, we did. We'll just say we lost the baby, but, but Damn. we did find the nun who lost your baby and she's here. So like, it's yeah. not a total wash. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, I'm Beth Elderkin. I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing... Um, I'm doing amazing because I'm warm right now, which is um, a new amazing thing because Ohio is very cold and has been very cold all year. And so now I'm doing that like wearing leggings underneath my jeans to stay warm even when I'm in the house, which is a normal temperature. Like you're just in cozy mode. Like I should be wearing every layer. (laughs) Well, everybody, we are talking about season six, episode 10, Wish You Were Here. And Abby, I mean, I don't know what you were feeling watching this episode, but I feel like a Once Upon a Time has officially entered its canonical fanfic era. And I and, and we don't go back. We don't come back from it. Like, this no. is the point of no return. Yeah, we have Wish exited the highway. Um, yeah. There is no more on-ramp. We are just on a different way. Yeah, because there's different elements of fanfic in... Once Upon a Time, you know, you have the Frozen storyline, you have Merida, you've got, there's so many different things they did that were just full on, but this is, this is fan fiction of itself. Like, that's a new frontier, is when we have created a full reality that fulfills all of our wishes and fantasies. Like, what if, for a little while, Emma Swan was just the lovely princess? What if Charming and Snow got old? And then we're murdered. And what if Henry becomes evil with Rumpelstiltskin? Because that's going to happen. What? Like, uh, everything about the Wish Realm. Like, again, you're right. It's very, we've, we've entered into fanfic era. And it's so, to me, egregiously fan fiction Because there's so many, uh, I don't know how to put it. But just, not full plot holes, but just one of those, like, I get what we're doing. But, like, the moment they showed the poster of Neil that looked like the Ghostbusters 2 painting, (laughs) right, I was like, wait a minute. Because I was like, there's no way Henry still looks like this if he has a different dad. No, he has the same dad. There's no concept of why this still would have happened and Mm -hmm. why Rumpel would still have been in the same trajectory if his son was out and about and, like, we never explain why he died. That's what makes it the fan fiction thing. Like, that's one of my favorite thing about when you, like, read fan fiction and they put you into, a, like, an alternate universe. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, like, like Bucky Barnes is a mafia boss lord. Um, and he also still has a metal arm. But we never explain why a just regular non-superhero human being has a fully, like... Adam, not not adamantium. Um, sorry, I got my th- wrong thing. But just like a full metal arm, like they never explain mm-hmm. it. It just it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger in movies. They never explain his accent. It's just a guy with an accent <laughs> for no reason and super jacked. But that's what this is. All these plot holes where if you thought about it for fifteen seconds, you're like, wait, how does any of this make any sense? 
And I'm very much looking forward to kind of pulling those threads as we journey yes. through the Wish Realm in this episode. And I do want to point out that this is it's double fan fiction because it's also not only fan fiction for the show itself, it's fan fictions for the creators because this episode was written by the showrunners and directed by Ron Underwood. So this was like the showrunners being like almost meta, but not meta. And I, I got to give it a little bit of respect because I'm like at this point in the series, why the heck not? See, so here's my deal with it. Like, I get it, and I'm with you. I respect it. I respect the try. Like, sometimes these episodes are a lot of fun when they do things like this where, like, um, I know, like, Grey's Anatomy did it. And my favorite part about, like, alternate um, storylines is always just, like, how do we change the character enough so that we don't mistake them for anything else? And it's just like, oh, oh, the, Dr. Yang has bangs now, and her hair flips <laughs> out. That's how you know she's the different version. Um, but, like... I, I almost wish it would have been someone close to the show, but not the showrunners, because I think they were too close to the situation mm. to be able to do this correctly, which is why, again, in fan fiction world, some of the most devastating non-canon stuff you'll ever read and just like that stuff that you're just like, I want this to be true, is written by some girl in Wyoming who just really likes the stuff and is not so entrenched in the, like, what ifs or, you know, they haven't been just embroiled in all this other stuff that they scrapped or didn't scrap. And so, I don't know, I I think they were a little too close to it to be able to do this correctly, but it is still, like, it is so much fun because you're just like, okay, I get it. But then, then my questions start revolving around, okay, so she's picking flowers, in, a, in the woods. What are these flowers? And why are they growing in the woods? Because they don't have enough sunlight to grow. I just... Everything about this, this whole place is a physics nightmare. <laughs> well, we're going to start in the physics nightmare that is Storybrooke. Because at this point, Storybrooke has literally just been everything under the sun. Don't forget, there's also a giant dirigible that uh, crashed in the woods that technically still exists, but we'll never go back there. No, I, that's I, just the part you don't go to. Yeah, that's the that's the woods that's been blocked off. Yes. Uh, so Emma discovers. So we have a showdown. We start with the showdown between Emma, Regina, Hook, and Serum Queen, because Serum Queen is chilling at Robin's grave next to the vault because they were trying to figure out what's going on with this sword, and. I kind of wish that, I wish, that we didn't even start with this. Like, because, you know, we get the Robin reveal at the end. I would have liked if there was nothing to lead up to it. But, like, having her in front of the grave and them talking about Robin, it's like, okay, we get it. We're being reminded that Robin existed at one point. Yeah, and we do it immediately. And it's such a, like, weird, clumsy way to do it because the queen just evil queen stands up and she's like oh my gosh i'm don't worry about me i wasn't here to desecrate it why did it sound like she was making sure they didn't know she wasn't about to like poop on the grave <laughs> she's like i'm not here no i'm not here to vandalize i'm not here to do anything weird i'm just here to pay my respects because i love loved past tense loved and it's just like this is how they got out of putting him in the previously on they're like, let's stop putting things in the previously on to spoil things. We'll just let main characters spoil stuff up at the top. 
like remember how he's dead crazy you know robin robin hood robin of loxley you remember how he died and you loved him anyway i'm sure it won't come up later anyway let's fight (laughs) emma listen emma swings the sword at the evil queen in the most awkward way Mm -hmm. ever okay yeah thank you i was just like this is so strange because she's good at sword fighting and so like she does this like she's like and we we cut the evil queen and that now the evil queen can't get it got something this has physically harmed her she cannot magic it away she has been dealt real damage and she's like oh my gosh and she leaves to go sulk next to a car yeah (laughs) and why can it only hurt the serum queen and not regina why does this happen are we we don't know we're probably gonna find out at some point but right now it's a mystery it's a mystery to everybody yeah, so it's, then we... The, it's very the, convenient, though. Oh, yes. Very convenient that we found that, that now we have to keep this sword in play. Because yes. Hook was like, we need to melt this thing down, turn it into a brick, put it into the foundation of a building, and then bury it in cement. Like, his whole plan was like, we need to get this thing out of the picture so that and you're not And then light the building on fire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we're just going to put caution tape around it so that no one can enter it. <laughs> you know, like we did with the dirigible. Yes. So, like, we still have leftover caution tape. Like, <coughs> so it's fine. Um, so anyway, so now we, we're keeping the sword in play because it could, it could kill the, the queen. The evil queen goes back to like sulk next to a, like a coop, um, like a, like a freaking eighties queen that she is. She got her foot up. She's in her, she's in her leather and she's like, oh, my plans, my plans. I, I would like to know your opinions. I don't like that she calls him Rumple. I don't like that she calls him Rumple. I also... Don't like that it wasn't Cruella's car or a narratively purposeful car. No, because Cruella's car. car, it still exists in this world. Like, yeah, but this they car have the props next to a barn, so like, better. barn car. Cruella's car would actually burst into flames if it was anywhere near any sort of farm equipment. So you can't put it next to an old garage or a barn. Like, it has to be out on the on the street where it can be seen. Uh, so what was, would you rather Serum Queen call him? Like Dark One or... I would rather she just says his Daddy. full name. No, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, this whole episode just made me so upset. Constantly. Uh, yeah, no. I, I would prefer she just said Rumpelstiltskin. Because mm. she's got that vibe of like a mom who only calls you by your government name. Mm. You know, like like if I was constantly calling you like... if. All I would do is address you as Elizabeth. Like, no matter what you told me. How dare you? That was my secret. I know. It's a top secret name. But it'd be like, because I've had, I've, I've known moms that do that. They referred to me as Abigail. And I'd be like, no. Like, mm. which, by the way, secret as to why the, that's always my username is because that's not my name. My name is just Abby. It's always been just Abby. So it's like, that's where that came from. But anyway, she he's like, oh, good. I was mad that Emma, Emma, Emma was pilfering for my stuff, but I guess it's fine because she's like using it to do harm. So like, I'm fine with that. Did he know what the sword could do or is he, does he know what the sword is? Listen, I think that's what we're made to assume that he knows that it could do damage to her. But like, I, again, this is just Rumpel acting like he knows five steps ahead of the plan I think he probably knew she had the sword and is mostly shocked that it could do damage, but then acted like nonplussed about it. 
Mm. That's canonically, that's what I would believe. Uh, but anyway, they kind of argue, and he was like, "You, how dare you? How dare you make Bell not trust me? You're a monster, and I'm so so <laughs> mad at you." Ur, ur. How dare you? How dare you make Bell not trust me by using the thing I was gonna use on her, and at the very last minute I didn't, and then you used it, and so I'm gonna blame you for it. I brought a thing into the situation that would make things worse, and someone else used it, and I get to be mad about it because everything right up until that point with Bell and I was perfectly fine there wasn't a single thing wrong and you ruined it oh no there's this bomb i didn't set off the bomb but i just left it there and then the bomb went off that's your problem <laughs> that's exactly oh no it's the whole leopards ate my face thing i i voted for all the leopards and now they're eating ow who could have seen this coming um yeah, so then we establish that that he's he's like done. He's like washing his hands of the evil queen. He's it's like I don't I don't like this. I'm mad about it. And then he like goes and meets up with Belle. Not before we get another magic cuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he magic because he puts her. magic cuff on Serum Queen, and is basically like I could kill you right now for what you did to Belle that I had nothing to do with. What you did. But instead, I'm going to not because the narrative needs you to live a little longer. So I'm going to see if Emma does it. And then if she doesn't, then I'll do it later because now I can find you with this thing that I also did to Belle. But it's totally like not a problem when I did it to her, when I did it to you. Like, it's also not a big deal. I also just have a whole like just a whole just armory full of these specific cuffs. Mm-hmm. I am here. Listen, when we when when we talk about we want to have representation and things in writers rooms and stuff is because we need moments to not slip away. And the moments that I needed to not slip away was for the queen not to put her wrist up and be like, seriously, gold. None of this matches. I don't wear gold. <laughs> not with my skin tone and my hair color. I am a silver. I wear silver or white gold. How absolutely dare you? Like, nothing I wear is gold. You're a monster. Um, like, that's, those are the kind of things. Because there's no way she wouldn't have been, like, even more mad that it was, like, gold in coloring and not that it happened to her. She'd first and foremost be mad about her outfit. This doesn't it's, go. It's it's like he might as well have put one of those, like, Pandora charm bracelets on her. Like, oh it God. just, it does not go with her ensemble. Could you imagine if that's what it was? Like, it's got a bunch of little different charms on it. This one is for the Dark Curse. So we got that one. We love this. This is the time we all went to Disney. Always got a little dangly Mickey Mouse on it. We love this. This one is for grannies. It's it's like, it looks like a little waffle. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. And obviously a whole bunch of very gaudy um, fake rubies that look like an apple. Yes. Obviously a bunch of those. But, but of course, Rumpel didn't actually pick it out himself. No. He, he had nothing to do with the selection of any of these charms on no. the Serum Queen's uh, Pandora charm bracelet. Oh, absolutely not. He went into, um, he went into uh, Azales uh, on February 13th and just <laughs> panic bought the first thing he saw. And was like, nah, babe, I've been planning this the whole time. Like, again, I get it. It's gold. He works with gold. It should have been gold. But there should have been a quip about, come on, are you kidding me? 
So now we can like find her wherever. Yeah, I guess. It's a, okay. <laughs> on the Wikipedia, it is called the gold tracking cuff. Mm. Which is, okay. Which is gross, gross, gross. Pass. So then Gold goes to see Belle on a bench. He does. And he's like, well, you're you're looking, you look great. You look amazing. He's like, she's like, yeah, you like, you sped up my pregnancy, but the fairy sped up my recovery. Which, you know what? I'm fine with that magic. That's great. Just make, put me back. Put me back together so I'm not wearing the weird mesh underpant things from the, the, the hospital. And I feel better because... The worst time in the world to be in that postpartum, like, awfulness is when you have a baby. (laughs) You're just like, I can't move around. I have a new baby, though. Oh, no. It's, like, the worst combination. It's, like, it's, it's, it is, it is the, the, the absolute cruel irony of the universe is, like, (laughs) oh, you get, you give birth to this thing. You have to heal your body from nine months give or take for me it was seven and a half of uh just physical uh turmoil through your body but then you also have this thing that needs to get up every hour to eat from like from a bottle or your boob and it's just like (laughs) i can't do all of it well so my thing was i had like you know you know hospital beds they're not low to the ground they're up and so they spend nine months on you you're not allowed to like lift anything don't lift anything too heavy don't lift up don't you know whatever and then it's a, oh, by the way, I know that we just retrieved your newborn child by cutting into your abdomen against the grain and then taping it shut. I'm going to need you to fully just vault yourself into your hospital bed that you have to get in and out of constantly. And because of the <laughs> opioid epidemic that's going on in the country, we're going to be super weird about your pain med. So good luck. It's like, I just hate all of this but Belle doesn't have to deal with that Belle just gets to sit on a bench because she is no longer postpartum uh she doesn't because they they took part of that they took all of that um they magic that away but also she doesn't have her child so she's just like bored because she's like I guess I'll just sit on this bench sad in the dark where there's no lighting and Rumble had done like a spell using his hair and Belle's hair to like track Gideon, yes. which I I feel like in a better show that wouldn't have worked anyway, and that wouldn't have been an indication that Gideon was gone, because uh, isn't the whole point of sending him away with the fairy that Rumpel can't track him? So like Rumpel being like, oh, I can't track him. I should have been like, good, it's working. Yeah, I will say first of all, I didn't understand what was going on. While this was coming, mean, because she he brought out a brush that he pulled hair from, and I'm supposed to believe that that brush is Belle's brush. No, <laughs> no. Again, this is why we need women everywhere. That's not the brush of a woman who has curly, giant hair. That is that is a baby's. Like you brush their fine little duck fur of hair with a brush like that. If I brush my hair like that, I would my entire under neath of my hair would just be a mat just a big rat's nest because it it needs to be one of those like plastic wire ones a round brush yeah where it's very wide it has teeth in it yeah something it's gonna get through like a tangle teaser or something i would have loved if it was just like again 
I understand that Belle is going to have some like really storybook or storybook, um, very cottage core things. Yeah. But I would have loved if like she just for no reason and it was just like a product drop was just like something from Walmart. It's purple for no reason. <laughs> it's huge. It clearly costs three dollars, but it's like well, this is the brush she uses. I don't I don't know. <laughs> she got Can- really into it. <laughs> Can I rando tangent for a second? I mean, of course I can. No, because we, do we don't time do that at all in this show. I I get the Bell's older. She's had a baby. But I really miss her, like, 2010s gossip girl hot librarian outfits yeah. with mm-hmm. the high heels. Mm-hmm. The, it was impractical as hell, but she looked so good. Yeah, no, it's a perfect it's a perfect thing for her, and I would love for her to have been like, I am I am a mother now, but I'm changing nothing about. I'm not gonna wear. Again, you forget that we also transitioned again, like you said, early 2010s to like where they are now. It's definitely the big sweater along with the big scarf and some sort of hat of some sort, like that that autumn pumpkin spice fall lady thing going. That's mm-hmm. that's that you know that we all love, but again. Like, two seasons ago, she was in the snow in tights and heels. Like, oh, I miss I miss tights and, like, in, inappropriate skirt time with Belle. If Zelina can keep the couture with a baby, so can Belle. Belle doesn't even have the baby. Well, no one does. Yeah. Because where's like the baby? No one has the baby. Because as we then find out, of like, a phone call happens. And it's like, hello? Oh my gosh! It's the hus- or it's the, it's the it's the nunnery. What? Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. They, she calls. She calls. Them. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's why I'm like this. This made me like burn my brain. This burned my brain because Rumble comes up to her and is like, "I can't find our son with my tracking magic. Something's wrong." And she's like, "Uh, well, yeah, of course you can't track him. That's the whole point." He says, "No, something's wrong. Call the hospital. Here's a phone. No, I'll use my phone." Yeah, I don't worry. I'll pull out my Nokia phone. Ring, ring. Hello? It's and, Belle. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, she calls and she's like, like, hey, just calling to see what's up. Oh, really? Yeah, our son is missing. How come no one called her? I, the, the moment this happened, I, Granny's I, just like, oh, yeah, like, we found her in the woods. I'm like, she had the baby. Yeah, like, that's the first phone call. I'm sorry, no. Yes! We, we, so we call the hospital, and we get her there, and we've clearly bandaged her up. She's been asleep, because Boo's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. She took her. And they're like, oh, my gosh, who? No, Belle started throwing hands. Because if someone misplaces your baby, and they do not call you, what's even going on? You punch start everybody just, in the face. We are punching. And then... First of all, I love um, I love what they do with Blue, Mother Superior, with a look. She's been she's been they fought with her. I thought they used old magic on her because they made her eyes all sunk in, and it just looked like she was like just it, I don't know. It looked like they pulled her out of the ground, like she'd been dead for a while, and they pulled her back out, and she's got like a thing around her head, like it's like a real old timey cartoonish. Um, bandage bandage yeah. around her head like she got take that off i bet it's like a little tiny a uh, little cut that probably happened while they were transporting her like didn't yeah. happen from the actual uh problem and they're like oh my god who has the baby 
the Black Fairy. It, they they wait until they get back into gold shop for Belle to be like, your mom? <laughs> like, I wanted her to just shout that while they were there. But we don't get that. Instead, what we get is the beginning of Rumpel's apology, not apology tour, redemption tour. Because he doesn't uh. apologize at any point. He never says he's sorry. He's like, nope. oh, uh, by the way, I didn't accelerate your pregnancy uh, the evil queen did. Also here, I'm going to remove the magic cuff I put on you to track you like a psychopath, which means that n- it never happened. So we can just forget it. And we're going to work together to find our son. And I'm going to hold you very creepily. And you're going to let me. Love bombing. That's what this man does. It's awful. And we're going to go... Um, we're going to take a step back before we go into the rest of that scene. Yeah. Because what then happens, uh, we're going to go back about, I don't know, 12 hours, I think, to when the evil queen decides she is going to use Aladdin's lamp to make a wish. Rub the lamp, Aladdin, rub the lamp and see. This is a callback to last week's episode. Continue. I love that there's probably at least a few people who have also seen this and you were just like waking up a part of the back part of their brain of just being like, oh my God, I also remember that, this. That they had repressed and for good reason. And it's just like they're talking to their therapist. Listen, I was listening to this podcast and it brought up a bunch of problems. So, so she uses the lamp and she uses it basically in front of everybody mm-hmm. and it's a, yeah, we're going to use the lamp. And Aladdin comes out. I love that Aladdin always comes out like, I have arrived. Wait, what's going on? Like, he always just, he's like, his head is up. And he's like, yes, it is me, Aladdin. Oh, oh, you're, dang it. You're, hmm. I will say, they use it a couple of times. Uh, One time in the terms of being like a master and an apprentice, which is a very valid term. It's an industry term you'd use with like blacksmiths and basically old trades. But then we're also using it to be like, the the evil queen is his master again i get it we used it in it was what was used in aladdin the the movie and that's what they say it so much and then with the implications of what happens later it just makes my skin crawl i don't like it i'll just say it up front i don't like it uh yeah so she's like i wish emma was no longer the savior and he's like oh sorry and he goes boop well, no, here's here's what, like, it's a little bit trickier than that. Because the evil queen thinks that she has found the perfect solution. Because, you know, of course, Aladdin reminds her all magic comes at a price. Right. Even, even evil genie fairies. She's like, oh, I'm not going to wish this for me. I'm going to wish, I'm going to make someone else's wish come true. Oh, I was eavesdropping because I do that, Emma. And I heard you say you wish you'd never been the savior. So that's the wish I'm going to make. And... Then she, she says, I, I wish that Emma's wish that she was never the savior be granted. So it's not just like she's no longer the savior. She's ne- she never was the savior. Right. And I'm just going to throw this out there as a question to you and our lovely audience and the rest of the world. I feel like I know exactly what you're about to say, and I'm very excited to hear it. Why does the wish send Emma alone? to an alternate reality and change nothing about the world that they're all in and why 
does it not erase the evil serum queen from existence? Okay, so that's not what I thought you were going to say, but I absolutely agree. Because now we've got some sort of like back to the future time problem, which I think the reason is, is because the way that she wished it, it's the you wish you were no longer the savior. So we're going to put you into an alternate basic dream state. We're going to remove you and put all of the current time has already happened, which is why what happened to what we find out later with the wish realm is that you can do anything you want because they aren't real. We'll get to that in a couple of episodes, I guess. But right now, the concept is is that these people are just dream people, and they don't actually. We did not move to some sort of different timeline. We just moved to some sort of situation in which Emma has a, a traumatic brain injury, and this is what she thinks is going on. So we've changed nothing about the present. I I don't think that the way that the wish was worded should have done what had happened. Exactly. That's so, she didn't that's, say yeah. yeah. But what what were you what did you think I was going to ask? Why if I want to wish for something else for someone else that that means the magic no longer has the price. You are doing the magic. You are invoking the magic. That magic still has a price. I feel like this is a con job. And then some sort of, like, the, the, the government agency of magic needs to show up and be like, nah, eh, eh. you've transferred it incorrectly. You still have to pay. It's like moving stuff to an offshore account or something. There is still a price to be paid. And you can't make someone else pay, pay the price of the magic you invoked. That's not how it works. And then they do that the rest of the episode. Like, David does it later. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. And I'm pretty sure I can't think of an example right now, but I'm pretty sure we've had examples in the show previously where someone thought made what they thought was a selfless wish or a selfless spell for someone else. But there was a price to be paid. They had to pay the price because that's how magic works. You you know, even if you think you're being selfless with your magic, you're not. You're still doing it because that's what you think they should have or what you think they deserve or what you think they want. Yeah, it's the, there needs to be, and, and it's not always like dire, a dire price, but there's always a negative. Like you can't always, you can't just remove Emma from the, from the board and for that to not come up because you still wish for that. You wish that Emma's wish would come true. That's still your wish. You are still the one invoking it. I'm not going to get too in the weeds on this, but I, I feel like they went against their own, like, if anything can be said about Once Upon a Time, that is like a baseline law yeah. of the universe. And you can't just skirt around it because you don't know what to do with it. Which, again, this is why I don't like the showrunners being the ones that did this. Because I think mm. they were like, oh, I can write canon. I can do what I want. You've you've removed this from the board, and I don't like it. Um, So we, we take her out of there, and then she's like, okay, gotta go. LOL, bye. And poofs out of there. And this... This breaks charming. David. He is, he is about to stab her in the mouth. So, so, so here's my question, because this is what was making me laugh the most about this is first of all, first of all, he starts yelling at hook and it's just like, Hey, like, where would she have gone? Why haven't you discussed this? And, and Hook is just like, hey, believe it or not, we don't just sit around talking about these kind of case scenarios, which 
first of all, I don't believe. I don't believe for a second that they don't just sit around going, hey, what happens if this happens? Because that's what I'd be doing. Be like, hey, the weirdest stuff in the entire universe keeps happening to us. We should start talking about contingencies. Second of all, of course they would be, even as a normal couple, because you run out of shit to talk about at a certain (laughs) point. Yeah. Which is why the whole, would you love me if I was still, if I was a worm, is a conversation that people have. Because it's, we've run out, let's just start thinking of fictional scenarios to to just play thought games with. So, hey, babe, babe, yeah, yeah, Emma, would you still love me if I was the worm, a worm, but I was like still the savior, but I'm a worm now? What? <laughs> just, what? What are you talking about? Uh, first of all, I believe the answer is yes, absolutely. He would always say, be like, absolutely, I'd love oh, yeah. you no matter what. But in Once Upon a Time, the odds of her becoming a worm is not zero. It is not. <laughs> it is never zero. Uh, and then so Charmy's all mad and he's running around. Because I think, and this is my question to you, Beth. I think he's, um, I think he's tired. I think this man has been up for minimum 36 hours. If he just goes to sleep... Does Snow wake up? Or does it have to be the kiss back and forth? I don't think they have um, established this, and I don't think they ever will. Okay. I think that I think there's many rules to the whole splitting sleep magic curse thing. Um, and I don't think that we've done that, but I do think that Charming is cranky. And he could use a he could use a fruit snack. He could he definitely needs some he needs to get his blood sugar back up. He needs mm-hmm. to maybe maybe rest his eyes for like I mean like a ten like a ten minute cat nap just one REM cycle one solid REM cycle get our head back uh, get back his in comfort the... corner yeah you know count to f- take deep breaths count to five I need to go into like a dark room like mm-hmm. just get rid of his stimulation oh man you know what would be great in in Storybrooke if they just for no reason but like it's this really really high end uh, sleep deprivation chambers not sleep deprivation um. Sensory deprivation. Thank you. Sleep deprivation sounds terrible. Uh, Sensory deprivation where you just like float in the thing. Like I would love if there was just some sort of like random person that came down in the dirigible who was just like, oh yeah, no, we have the sensory deprivation chamber. Uh, We have the cryotherapy um, if you want to be very cold. And like, it's just all the, like the most high end. We installed that after Elsa showed up. Yeah. Elsa, it's actually a little bit of snow, f- like up from the snow queen, like some of her magic. We yeah. use it to power it. So it's actually carbon neutral, which is fantastic for us and our brand. Dude, the three bear spa has upgraded. I'm telling you what, could you imagine? It's just like, which, how much sensory deprivation do you want? Just a little, a whole bunch or just right? Like that, the marketing is all right there. And then afterward... You go next door to the other thing that Storybrooke absolutely needs, especially for villains. Uh, one of those like places where you go into a room and you just break shit. Oh, a rage room. One a rage room. A rage Imagine room. Imagine how many problems would be solved if like Evil Queen or Rumple or Cruella could just go and take their magic spells into a room where they can just break everything and face no consequences because they paid for it. Like, Rumple wouldn't have destroyed half his shop in the anger of the problem he himself caused but refuses to be accountable for. I'm just going to say it, too. I think we also just need a good old-fashioned gym. Like, yes. we need some free weights, we need some cardio machines, and we need, like, classes yeah like you know that's where the mommy and me classes can be ha- held like they can have mm-hmm. those classes they can be like the the chair yoga for like granny and her friends 
We can do Pilates because we're all very trendy and cool. And kickboxing because obviously we need to learn and we need to stay strong for all of our fighting. And we're not fighting enough because that's what happens in the Enchanted Forest. In Enchanted Forest, you're walking everywhere. You're constantly mm-hmm. in battle. You're just naturally mode, like mobile. But like in Storybrooke, there's just a lot of sit around and wait. So what do we do while we sit around and wait? I know what we do. We go pump some iron. Everyone's jacked. <laughs> Everyone's humongous and super like, oh my gosh. Anyway. It's okay. got a free child care service in there. Zelina drops off the baby, goes inside, sees a spin, sees a spin bike and goes, hmm. my life, my life calling. I finally found it because you know what you can't be while you're on a, on a, while you're at like a like an Orange Theory or a Peloton class, you can't be jealous of one person. You can be jealous of, like, everybody else in the room. Like, obviously, you're going to get a low. But you can't be so jealous that it consumes you because you're on a bike. And I don't know if you've ever done a spin class, but you don't do a lot more than just hate getting on that bike. You're just like, why? I paid to be here. And now a 20-year-old who looks... Like a Greek god is screaming at me to stay positive, and all I want to do is lay down and die. But here I am, cycling. <laughs> See, that's away. why I do like cycle, but only I like the Apple Fitness ones where you yeah. watch the video mm-hmm. uh, because it's. I don't like the Peloton ones because I don't like anyone telling me what speed I should be at, like or how, what the intensity should be. Like I like setting that myself because if it's too hard, I can't do it. So uh, anyway, okay. See, this so, is why I didn't let you go on tangents, Beth, because we do it so naturally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so David is pissed. He ends up through the most stupid of circumstances. He ends up getting control of the lamp. <sighs> and the queen gets control of the lamp, and she wishes to go to where Emma was sent to. Which, again, the spell in no way indicated it was going to send Emma somewhere, but that's what we did. So that's where Regina's gone. And that's where we're now going to go. We're going to... Yes. So two things. Number one, uh, this is Charming being really crazy because he decides to fight the evil queen like one-on-one and like lie to everybody. Charming, stop lying to people. You're awful. Two, um, we got the indication that um, uh, evil queen was being super creepo with Aladdin. And I did not care for this because he's like making her an apple teeny, which by the way, oh. which by the way, first of all, apple teenies are green. This is awful. Like whatever he just made yeah. her is not correct. It's not an apple teeny. It's some sort of knockoff to be red for Christmas. It could time. be a Washington apple, which is made with, which is made with a uh, crown royale. I guess. Very good. I guess. But eh, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. But the whole time she's just like, ooh, yeah, whatever. And it's like, I hate this. I hate this and I don't like that they do this with her. But I also think it's their way of being like, oh, that's the evil queen that was doing this, not Regina. That was this part. This is the bad part. This is the bad part, the evil part that would have also done this to Graham. Not not our good queen, our good yay queen Regina. <laughs> this queen, bad queen. Serum queen, bad. Anyway, I wanted to make sure that that didn't... Um, uh, Aladdin's boundaries being crossed and crept on did not go unchecked. So yeah, thank you for yes, thank you for for making yes. note of that because yeah, that was unpleasant. No, thank you, especially because she's insisting he call her master, and it's this whole weird blech, like blech. relationship vibe. So after the evil queen, after the serum queen wishes for Emma's wish to be granted, uh, we cut to a close up of Emma with the single star on the cupcake. 
which for a second you're like, oh, we're we're all the way back in episode one. We're back mm-hmm. at the beginning. She's just going to be living her life in Boston. Henry's never going to show up or he's going to show up and she's immediately going to call Child Protective Services and throw him outside. But no, instead, they're in the Enchanted Forest and the Dark Curse never happened. Now, this is a very small little complaint, but my very first thought was, there is no way in hell the royal court in the Enchanted Forest would have this stupid-ass candle for a cupcake. (laughs) No, yeah, the cupcake, like, especially with the way that they're acting Mm -hmm. in this, it would have been one of those, like, giant seven-tier cakes that she had to climb up onto a ladder to blow out a tapestry candle. You know what I mean? Like, it would have Mm -hmm. been some sort of giant whatever, and there would have been displays of things everywhere. It's just so small. Could you imagine? You're just like, I'm going to the castle. Why? It's it's Princess Emma's birthday. And then you go, and you're just ushered into the Moose Lodge room, and there's, like, a single cupcake... No snacks or anything else. And then the moment she blows out the candle, Granny snaps her fingers and they take it all away. They don't, they're never seen enjoying the food. And Emma is, she is living the life of the perfect Disney princess. We do have to call out, she looks gorgeous in this entire sequence. Yes. Her, she looks so beautiful. But they do this really weird thing because they want to to juxtapose, you know, red ja- leather jacket Emma with Princess Emma. Mm-hmm. And Princess Emma is basically stuck at 14. Like she she this. is she is a tween in a 30 year old's body. And and so like when Henry shows up. And he's like a grown man who's about to be knighted. And she's like, it's my little boy. I'm like, is he your brother? Like, what is happening? Why are you so infantilized? You are a princess of the realm and your parents are Snow White and and Prince Charming. There is no way in hell you wouldn't be a badass bitch. (laughs) So not even a not even that. I think there's no way she wasn't a rebel. Because mm. that's what you do. When you have perfect parents who are beloved by all, you're the goth kid. You're the kid that doesn't want to see everybody because you've been paraded around your entire life. You've been held on ceremony your entire life. You don't want this. You didn't want to be there. You didn't like this. But more to that question, in what universe does this version of Emma bag Neil? Who was <laughs> Neil in this universe? Because... Neil was already past the stage that Emma's at when he fled Rumpel, which happened well before any of this. This, Well, see, that and that is the big question for me. And I have to wonder if it's going to get explored because I know we continue our time in the wish realm. But yes, Emma was with Neil and I guess he was Prince Neil and they had Henry and then he died heroically as a firefighter. Um... But they never explain because we need to remember Rumpel lived like 200 years before the events of like Queen Regina. Like he was in the time of the first ogre wars. Nevertheless, the second ones. He like Neil would have been dead. Like he would have been like an old man and died if he hadn't gone 
and and fled and tried to bring Rumpeltoom decades before even Snow was born. Right, but I mean, because his whole thing was, didn't he live in, didn't he live in Neverland for like that's why his he didn't age as much as we thought he did because he he lived in these different lands and stuff like that. So like, no matter what, whenever he meets Emma, he's he's a man beyond his years, like wisdom wise. And we've got this infantilized version of Emma. Listen, there's a way to do this. There's a way to do a sheltered girl who's who's had a child. Like, this the, I, the, the part where she's had a child, she has had carnal relations with a man and had a child, and she's still acting like this, doesn't does not compute. No. In any way, shape, or form. Um, I believe that you can be like this, but it's a, it's more of a choice. That might be a little controversial, but like I think that like for the most part, she should still be a strong person to have raised a child in this court. But again, like I said, I believe she would have been the goth alt child. She would have gone dark. She would have or something like that. She would not. She'd have been a hellion because perfect parents do not raise perfect children. They raise them to a per- certain point before those kids snap. Yeah, she would have been like Merida. Yeah. She would have been full on Merida. Like her Merida would have been a BFFs. There's no way in, in any world in which Emma was not just the pox on Snow's life. Because <laughs> that is what an, uh, that is what your, your daughter does. She tests your entire resolve. You are staring at a version of yourself. Because like that's the thing. Like again, we're, we're unpacking all of this. But it's just like wish Snow is just like no. Like it's all fine. But like Snow still had to live as like. An outlaw, which here's my complaint. I don't believe that there's any version of Snow that went through what she did would ever wear uh, as impractical of a gown as she was wearing. She looked great. I love the outfits. I love the costumes. But I think that there would have been a part of her being like, no, I still need to be able to absolutely bolt and jump onto a horse at literally any moment. Because she's still probably scarred from that. Like, it's still part of her. Anyway. She's got, she's got pants underneath. She's got, she's got her, her It's like pants. a breakaway. It's like a break breakaway petticoat situation where it's just like she has to go and she just unzips the whole thing and runs out of it while it's still standing behind her. The whole skirt is still fully upright. <laughs> just anyway. Um, I also, by the way, I love Charming's crown. I, I don't know why, like the way that it's sitting around his forehead is just like, we never made this fit. <laughs> and so it's had to like, put a little tissue paper in the back to hold it up it's just like it's like if you've ever been to a medieval times when they're like here's your crown and it doesn't quite fit on your head and they're like you'll grow into it he didn't grow into it <laughs> <laughs> so emma is kind of she she's having her birthday everyone is there uh another weird detail is stealthy is there which also begs the question of you know when did the evil queen get overthrown because if the evil queen had gotten overthrown after Snow and Charming had fallen in love, Stealthy was already dead. Yeah. So, like, how many other things were rewritten? It's confusing. We don't know. But alas, Emma fa- Emma's like, I had this weird dream of this place called Storybrook. And then I found this sword under my bed. <laughs> and this Snow's first response is, oh, yeah, one of the servants must have left it there. They were cleaning the armory. 
fire that servant who puts a sword under the princess's bed first of all there's no way that the armory is that close <laughs> that the guy was like cleaning it and like walked away it's like the the putting the remote in the fridge on accident where you're just like well i was holding it i was like no it, at no point no. Could, you're just misplaced is that how much peace time is happening right now is that we're just like misplacing swords and you're fine with it um i also loved again I'm thinking about this as a person of, like, my age. I'm thinking that if I walked up to my mom and I was like, Mom, I had, like, this super weird dream that none of my life was real. And I lived in a different place near Boston. And blah, 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 blah. No way. No way in hell that my mom's next response was, Oh, my God. I also had a weird dream that John Travolta was my husband. Like, that, that is the conversation. <laughs> a mom-daughter conversation of, I'm not going to actually answer the thing that you're telling me. I'm going to tell you an other thing and we're just going to be weird together like that's that's being a that's being friends with your mom in your 30s like or she goes the opposite route if emma's been truly infantilized and goes what are you not happy here what are you are you wishing for another oh, she's life? like the worst mom ever oh so we give you everything and you're still unhappy and, and you used, wish you could be yeah. somewhere else oh okay that's fine i guess i guess i threw you this birthday party that you didn't want for no reason okay hmm <laughs> <laughs> So Henry arrives, he is going to be knighted, and I feel so sorry for the actor, um, because brown is not his color. No. This is, a, this is this is poop color, and I feel bad for him, because it's what he's wearing for the rest of the Wish Realm part of the series. I, it, I think it's just the lighting for the blue room that they're in. Yeah. This is not a real room, so it's obviously it's the, the, the blue screen room, whatever. But, like, the lighting is so bad on this. I bet the armor looks badass in person, but it didn't color wash correctly. Mm. That's, that that's where I'm at. Because it, yeah. it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like... If you're going to a knighting ceremony, no one should be able to look directly at you because the servants who have been leaving strange swords under beds should have been polishing this for, like, months. Like, a Henry's yes. knighting ceremony is coming up. I am going to polish the absolute hell out of this. You will be able to see yourself in it. There's no way. <laughs> You'll be able to see yourself from space. Exactly. Actually, if the sun beams down on it, someone might die. <laughs> <laughs> might be you well, because you'll just start cooking in it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Emma's life is so good. It's so good. She's in the forest with the, the the dead flowers in the darkness singing someday. My prince will come because that's what you do when you're a mom in your 30s who is a future queen of the realm. You go pick flowers like an idiot. And Regina shows up. And she's just like, Emma, what's up, girl? I'm here, too. And Emma immediately recognizes her as the evil queen. The evil queen has returned. This Emma is the biggest wimp in the entire planet. Oh <laughs> she my is God. ready to give Regina the key to the kingdom to spare her parents. This late, this girl, dear God, the, oh. the, this is this is the bad place. Of, this is the bad place. <laughs> oh, this is, this the, bad is the bad place. Yeah, this. <laughs> all of this was so funny because it's clear that in this version of it, like, okay, so two things: one, that Snow clearly raised, like the like most sheltered child in the universe and that under their reign no conflict has happened which 
they explore a little bit, like, as we go through, of, like, why Henry is the way that he is, is because when you grow up in the age of heroes and stuff like that, I've read a lot, I've read books that do this, and I always think it's fascinating of just being like, oh, yeah, well, we had all this peacetime, and it's like, people are craving to be part of that history, so they just start finding problems, or they start creating problems, or they, you know, do whatever, and so, like, that's why I think Emma should have been the one to be, like, be like, no, I want to also be great. Emma should have been out trying to practice sword fighting. Like you have yeah. these heroes of the realm as parents and they're, they're coddling you. Like, there's no way that you don't know this again. I get that it's the wish realm and it's supposed to be like this weird version of Emma concocted by the genie and like the way evil queen wished it. But it's just unsettling because then what we do is that Regina's just like, Oh, I guess I have to be the, the evil queen turns into evil queen. I love that she's not quite like the 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 acting that Lana Perilla does as the evil queen is so hysterical to me. It's so she's, good. She's it's so, so funny. uncomfortable in her outfit. Like she's like got this big ponytail and it's clearly like almost kind of falling because she's not holding herself through the ponytail. She's no. just like kind of it's just on her. Like the whole outfit is wearing her. It's so clear that she's Regina. I love this. And she keeps going, oh, I hope a savior will come and stop me. And then every time Emma does it, she just goes, really? First of all, I'm holding your parents' hearts in my hands. Come on, girl. So two things. One, I'm obsessed with, and I don't know why we didn't get it further, but I'm obsessed with the red feather cape. Yes. I love this. And I love that it's just like, so they do the, they do the silly walk that she does in episode one of just being like, I am walking <laughs> here. I come where, but also the floor is moving and they only do it for like three steps just to pay homage to it. Uh, but I love the Cape. I wish she was wearing it more. I wish I could mm-hmm. wear a Cape like that. Um, it's like, if someone was like, what if my feather boa was a Cape instead and also pulled <laughs> on the ground. But second, before she does that, she goes and talks to Rumpelstiltskin. who yes. is still in the battered remains of, the uh, of her castle and for some reason robert carlisle decided that this version of rumple was Gollum from lord of yes. the rings quick question though why is he in regina's castle and not in snow and charming's castle i don't know i didn't understand but it, why does it look like the same dungeon because it's the same dungeon set but I, I, yeah i i was confused as well so but she makes a deal with him I would like to say that because of like the last couple of episodes, I've, I told you I've been cruising like the, the once upon a time subreddit. I found my favorite question that I had never considered. I don't know if we'd considered what would happen if you ate a magic bean. <laughs> Into the woods. Into the, Into the woods. It just, it just consumes you like your body becomes a portal. Like your superpower is now you can just transport anywhere because the power of the bean is coursing through you. It just... oh, I would have loved it. See, that's the fanfic we deserve. Correct. Um, anyway, <laughs> so she makes a deal. She makes a deal with the devil and then lets him free. And he's like, I'll meet you later. And she's like, absolutely fantastic. But then we get the, we've we've stolen Charming and Snow. Um, and they're just sitting there. Just like yeah. on a little, like a, a, a fainting a couch. Just like, <laughs> they're like, oh. We'll just stand there. She's like, you're awful. I hate you. You're never going to win. My daughter will save us. And yeah, here comes your daughter, Snow. This beautiful girl that you raised to have just zero, zero spine. The key to the kingdom. 
honey, that's ceremonial. That's nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, mercy, mercy for my mommy and daddy. And I I, got to give props to Jennifer Morrison. Like, I think she did a good job acting. Like, she she created a different character. And I feel like she did a good job. Yes. And I feel like when she does the, 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 the switch back to herself as Emma, you can you can see the difference. But I also kind of wish that we'd gotten maybe we'll get this in the next episode because we do end up stuck in the wish realm. Um, I I, I kind of wish one, we'd gotten more time with Emma and her parents with Emma being aware of where she is and having to come to the grips of the fact that this is the life she could have had but didn't get. And oh shit, I gotta go. I gotta make a choice to sacrifice this entire world that's my dream. You know, growing yeah. up with my parents, they're old. I've got my perfect life. I'm the princess. I'm in the enchanted forest. Every I've got magic. Everything's great. I would have liked more of that with, before, the, before the parents die because Regina pulls an oopsie and is like, I'm trying to save your soul. Oops, oops, ooh, ooh, no. I- Dead, dead parents. Sorry. I do think that they're, yeah. I love that they call it out and they're like, that was a little dark. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I, I love that. <laughs> My <darkness>. bad. <laughs> but, whoopsies. They're not real. These aren't your parents. Uh, I do. You're right. I do wish we would have gotten more time. Like, and just to go back to like the infantilizing stuff is the way that she's playing the scene and her birthday is so like. I don't know. It just kind of makes my skin crawl. But like the version of her that shows up that's just like, no, mercy, mercy. I don't know what else to do. I'm not going to fight you because I never learned to fight or that I would need to fight. That I get. I get this version where she lives a very posh life and no trouble has ever knocked on her door. Like Rumpelstiltskin is not terrorizing the neighborhoods. She has not been warned about bad things. She's maybe never left that castle because why would she? I get being sheltered. But Mm -hmm. I don't get, again, like I said, a woman who fell in love with a man and then had a child would not still be, I I don't know. Like, it it was just the vibe, I guess. But I would have loved, like you said, a version of her where she, she was aware and with her parents. And then maybe got swayed by that. Like, got a little lost in the sauce about it being like, hey, this is kind of nice. Like, people just bring me a Diet Coke when I want one. It's nice. And like, there's no problems here. And I don't have to fight. And I go to sleep and I don't wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. It's awesome. Or for maybe her to go, how do I know this isn't the real world? You know, yeah. what, why are, you know, maybe you're the evil queen trying to trick me and take me away from my happiness. Cause maybe you effed up or something. Like, you know, Emma could have been like, all my family's here. So, you know, why are you saying that this is not real? It, it is real. They're all here. This is my life. I think that would have been a very interesting version to take that if they would have been, been able to get the actor who played Neil back. Mm. Because obviously we do we do with the temptation of a dead loved one coming up at the end. But I think the only, the my biggest gripe, and I know we've we've been kind of picking this apart, but I think my biggest gripe is that towards the end of it, like when Emma comes to, she's like, yeah, my pain and my trauma, it made me who I am. No. No. This is no. such a weird anti-therapy, anti-medication, like dog whistle thing of be like, no, this is who I am. No, it's not. This is that's your trauma. That is your response to it. Like you are allowed to not need those things. It's not your personality. It's things that have happened to you. It is not who you are. 
Yeah. Yeah, like I just watched, I'm re- doing a rewatch of Doctor Who right now, and I just watched the Vincent Van Gogh episode. Which, oh my God, oh, I'm going tears. to cry thinking about it. But that's kind of the the ending message is, you know, yes, he had he had this this pain and it did inspire his beauty. But that doesn't mean he that that was a good thing. It doesn't mean his ending was that that's how his story should have ended. Like, and then even know, he, de- he deserved a long, happy life. No one deserved, you know, like that's we shouldn't say that that he needed to experience that in order to give us a gift after his passing. Correct. Like, it's just one of those, oh God, that episode, I I feel like dissertations have very likely been written about that episode because they handle it so well of like, if you haven't seen the episode, basically they bring Vincent all the way forward in time to listen to a man just gush about what a beautiful painter he was and command of color that he has. And they take him back to his time. And Amy, the doctor's companion is just like, oh my gosh, Let's go back and see the thing. There's going to be so many more paintings because obviously we've stopped the darkness in him from this one day of happiness. It's not what happened. It still happened the same way. But this is the the same thing where it's just like that stuff doesn't just get wished away, which I think was would have been an interesting thing to explore of like, yeah, she was a little brainwashed and she was like being. But that's why I think she wouldn't have been so infantilized. I think she would have had a little bit of her being like, wait, why can't we fight? Wait, why can't we do these things? Because there is a part of her that was not fixed by this. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I, 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 I'm now dreading watching the next episode because the next episode has James Corden in it. <laughs> Listen, I, I dislike James Corden to my absolute core, and I just pretend that he is a different person because I love uh, Stormageddon, the Dark Lord of All. Um, that episode is fantastic. Um, now you're gonna make. I, Damn it, Beth, you're going to watch me make, watch that first season with Eleven because I love, I love that whole thing. I love Rory. I love Amy. Like when. The the thing with Rory just happened where he like, he got, she's like, she she forgot him and he's there in her heart somewhere. He's got to come back, Rory. And it's just like, why are you crying? She's like, I'm not crying. Oh my God, I'm crying. Like I (laughs) love that where it's just like you've forgotten, but you haven't forgotten that yeah. stuff and then yeah where he's the he's he's the pandorica guys i am so close to just jumping into super hulak again and i'm so furious at all of you like this is my midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> well let's get back to regina has just murdered emma's parents and they just kind of they just kind of slump over like boom. together together though because yes, together love, they both slump the correct way. They don't like. Could you imagine if they would have just like fallen forward? <laughs> and Henry shows up and goes, "No, my Grampy and my Grammy!" And he throws a sword at Regina. From and Regina's like, four feet I'll away. Take it. I'll take it. I-, I deserve this." And that's when Emma gets the magic uh, to and remembers because she like because her and Regina total end game. And if this was a true fanfic. They would have come together at this point and had Mickey outies. They share custody of a baby. Come on, guys, give us what, give the people what they want. We are on. Th- we we are there. We are we are at the goal line. Just just come on. Uh, they don't do that though. Uh, they don't. Yeah, Emma wakes up and is just like, oh, fantastic. This dress sucks. Let's go somewhere else. And they head to the beach, abandoning fake Henry. Because it's fine. He's not real anyway. And and fake Rumple shows up. And all he does is talk about how he's not real. Which 
I, I feel like should have raised a few more alarm bells in Regina because Emma rightly points out, you just let loose a guy who doesn't think he's real and thinks there's no consequences for his actions. Yeah. And you just let him go. She's like, it's oh, yeah. fine. He's not real. Every word out of his mouth was an absolute uh, red flag. Yeah. And he's like, here you go. Here's your bean. Here's your, Here's your bean. Like, Fantastic. I'm going to go uh, raise some fake villages and also corrupt your corrupt your fake son. Bye, Z's. Yep. And they start the they start the portal. <laughs> and now is the perfect time for a heist. I I am obsessed with whatever Robin thought this plan was. Okay. I'm watching these two women and I would like to steal their jewelry. Oh, they've opened a portal. Now is the time to um, shoot them twice. Miss. And then tell them that they need it or that they need to give over all of their, uh, their jewelry and things. Again, if there's no, this is wish realm. Emma is, is infantilized and has no, no danger, but Robin Hood is still running around trying to rob people. Yeah. They're still bandits. They're still bandits. And he's like, Hey, this is a robbery. I know. Great time. Right. Uh, no time like the present, and he uh, and then and then Regina just it's Robin, <gasps> and and it was like come on, we gotta jump in the portal. And I for a hot second I thought Emma was just gonna leave her, which I thought would have been really funny. That'd have been hysterical. But, or just to grab Regina and just dunk in, but she doesn't, and the portal closes. Uh oh, that was their one ticket out because Rump- Wish Rumple ain't gonna give him another one unless they do something special for him. I didn't mean it I, to sound listen, the way it did. Just ignore that. I, I don't remember what my opinion on this was the first time we watched it, but I'm giving Regina a pass because I would also, I think, have forgotten what I was doing and what time was if. Again, I haven't lost. A, I haven't lost a significant other because my husband will live forever and I don't have to worry about that. That's great. Um, so, just like all of my pets, just like everybody yep. around me, everyone, mm-hmm. I have forbidden everyone to, to leave. Um, but like, I, I feel like in the same scenario, if Neil would have showed up, Emma would not have been clear of head. Emma mm-hmm. would have forgotten everything about what was going on. Even if she wasn't going to like take him back because she's obviously still, she's in love with Hook now she wouldn't maybe have done that but i think it would have slowed her down i think in any scenario in which you lost somebody tragically and all you wanted was five seconds to say something to them before they left this makes sense it's frustrating obviously but i think i give her i give her the pass on this one i too i might have fainted like like just fallen into the hole we would have gotten where we needed to go so I just had a totally random thought, and I kind of okay. want to know what you think about it. What were your thoughts? Because, again, we're in full fanfic territory. Yeah. There's there's no rules here. Correct. What if Killian Jones had been Henry's father in See, this world? That's what I was thinking. That's what I thought we were going to lead to, but they were like, nope, that's your dad is Neil, which makes more sense because if Killian Jones was the father of Henry, Henry would have been a full different person, which could have been interesting, but then it wouldn't have made sense to uh, Regina not wanting to harm Henry. You know what I mean? Like that's, that breaks yeah. that down. It would have needed to be a different thing, but like if it's a different dad, it's a different 
it's a different kid because he's going to look different. Be- well, because, I mean, like, Killian Jones' whole fate would have been different, too. Correct. You know? Presumably. So, like, that... And, and yeah, I, I feel like you have to do a, a lot of um, logic leaping to... No, know. not in Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like that would have been interesting. But, anyway, I digress. <coughs> We're trapped in the wish realm. Snow and Charming... Or old Snow and Old Charming are dead. Robin's back. And then we get... We head back to Storybrooke, where someone that has knew has come to town has transformed the Serum Queen into a snake. I, I love that she's just walking down the middle of the street, just be like, I kind of like this town. And then Grumpy leaves Granny's, and she's like, well, I really like it here until the people are here. Ugh. Like, she she has what, like, the evil version of Belle's song in Beauty and the Beast is. Little town. Of little people. She's like, oh, little town. Oh, little people. Ugh. And they're just, Bleh. and he's like, she's like, he's like, oh my god, here she is. And then there's like a sound inside of Granny's. And Leroy, uh, Grumpy gets to do this twice in this episode, which is fantastic because when Regina shows up in Enchanted Forest, he's like, she's back. The war's not over. And he takes off running at Granny's. There's a thing he's like, we've been portaled and takes off running. I'm obsessed with the town Stop. crier. Stopping to pick up Snake Regina, Snake yeah. Queen on the way. Because a, a hooded figure in a, listen, I'm just going to call it what it is, a spirit Halloween cloak. It's so bad. It's, it's so bad ill-fitting. Cloak. We've had, when you compare this to Red's cloak. Oh, right. Correct. Or even, like, the Dark One's cloak. Just use the freaking Dark One's cloak. You have it in storage somewhere. Yeah. We're just going to get that little... You can get Because they wanted... I think they, they wanted that glittery look. So I think if we just get the... Um, you know that stuff that you would spray glitter in your hair that you couldn't get out of your hair for, like, ever? Like, get one of those. Spray the shit out of one of those. Anyway, he comes out... Or the uh, whoever they are, who comes Ooh. out of Granny's, turns the Evil Queen into a snick. And the snake is wearing the gold cuff still, so we can still track her. And then the uh, mysterious hooded figure goes straight to a awkwardly embraced Rumple and Belle in the pawn shop. And is just like, releases his hood. He's got his like friar tuck haircut. <laughs> haircut. And he's just like, mother, father. Dun, 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 dun. Credits. <laughs> Mother has arrived. Mother. I I love the juxtaposition of like him being like mother, father, when the whole wish realm thing, she was just calling them mommy and daddy, which the moment she called Charming Daddy for the first time, I just felt my soul leave my body. I was like, nope, <laughs> I can't with this. But yes. A lot of people use the word daddy in this episode. A it's lot, a daddy episode. A lot of people. It's a very daddy heavy episode. <laughs> It's very daddy heavy episode, but yeah, it's Gideon, and this is, and this is right as Rumple is telling Belle, oh, the Black Fairy. I don't, you know, we don't know where her realm is, but time works differently there. It's a land of horrors, a land of untold stories. We don't know anything that goes on there, and time, it's all timey wimey, and I, I kind of remember, yeah, like time works differently in the Black Fairy's realm, so that's why he's grown up now. Which I'm just like, we've seen that story a billion times, but. I know for a fact that, like, just a few years before this episode, Angel had done, like, the same storyline with Angel's son. 
when the existence of dust to rapidly age a person exists, this was a weird out. Yeah, it's this show is so terminally afraid of people not being in their 20s. <laughs> babies cannot exist. No babies. Old people cannot exist. Everybody has to be in their 20s and 30s. And the only one who has been allowed to exist has been Henry. Because, dear God, if you put a rapidly aging thing on him. Well, we're going to do that in the reboot. <laughs> so, well, so that's the other thing is, again, you know who wasn't mentioned this entire episode? Because it was charming as awake? Uh, Baby Neil. Baby Neil, nowhere to be seen. We're not even spoken about. Doesn't exist in the wish realm. He does not. No other children. This is what I wish would have wished uh, or would have thought would happen in the wish realm of just being like, Emma is a princess, but she's the, a princess of like four or five. Like, where's the spare? Emma's the heir. Where's the spare? Like, <laughs> that's just where. Yeah. Or Emma would have easily already had a, another husband and been shooting out those kids. Like, there's. Yeah, it's it's fanfic. But also, come on, guys. Work within the realms of the realm yeah 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 so anyway uh gideon is here gideon is a cloaked figure but good news he doesn't have the sword so i don't think he's a threat yet yeah she says making a face (laughs) (laughs) well everybody that was season six episode 10 wish you were here and we are now getting full into the final storyline of season six, the Black Fairy, Rumple's mommy, uh, Gideon, who's who has Rumple as a daddy because everything come back comes back to Rumple. I was hip, taking hip, a drink. Hooray. Why would you say that while I was drinking? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, and also by the way, uh, Jasmine and Aladdin leave. Oh, Bye. they're gone. They're gone. They, they're gone. they decided to go back to Agrabah, and there will be no price for this magic. No, because because we can what, also what, just like hand off. Aladdin, the genie to anyone we want. We can just yeah. like bequeath. You have my wishes. It's fine. It's bye. It's Here, fine. You, you get new wishes now. I don't want it anymore because they were like, "What if we wished for the curse between you and Snow to be broken?" And he was like, "Nah, I don't want to pay that magic." See you guys later. Have a good trip to Agrabah. <laughs> I'll see you later. Arabian Nights. Don't tell my it's, wife. She's gonna absolutely. It's all kill buried me. in sand. <laughs> well. And like I, I, I'm just I'm enjoying the ride. It's so bad. Oh no! At this we're... point, it's so bad. But I'm like, I know it's bad, and I know it's not going to get better. So like, I'm actually having a really good time. Yeah, this is fun, and it's fun to talk about our what if scenarios. Um, because that's honestly that's all we've got. Yeah, like this is Abby's fan fiction corner. Except we're not trying to pretend we know where it's going. We're just like, wouldn't it have been fun? Wouldn't it have been fun? What about this? What about this? Because. What we got is kind of, uh, this was whenever you read about like, I, 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 it's my new hobby of every time I see a thing being like, Hey, what show had a lot of promise, but really petered out once upon a time is always really close to the top always because of just being like, people really liked it. And obviously they always cite, um, the frozen storyline is where a lot of people pieced out. Um, but they're severely disappointed by this last season and specifically the, the, the next one. 
but this is this is the uh, everyone put your tray tables up. We're we're making a landing whether you like it or not. Like it's <laughs> this flight's kind of over. Just enjoy what we have left. Enjoy our in-flight entertainment, which is season yeah, finish, six of Once Upon watching, a Time. Um, finish watching Limitless, um, because this is the only time you're going to watch it. Uh, finish, like, whatever weird airplane movie you've decided to watch, uh, finish that, I guess. Have and, your, have uh, your, we'll, have we'll your you uh, pretzels or your biscotti. Yeah, there's just, like, there's a woman walking around with a trash bag just shaking it at you because, you know, you can't hear her, but she definitely needs your trash. And it's just like, here, just put your trash in there. And she's waking up people and being like, hey, I need you to wake up. Because if you don't put your tray table up while we land, you'll die. I don't know. Um <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get those podcasts. You can join the Facebook group. That's at facebook.com slash group slash RUA Timing. And you can support us on Patreon. We want to thank our patrons for your continued love and support. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Cecile Jenny. Thank you so much, Cecile. And if you want to become one of our wonderful patrons, just head to patreon.com slash OUA Timing. We'll be back next week with season six, episode 11, Tougher Than the Rest. Big strong. I guess we'll find out. Big strong. Big flex. So we'll strong. T- flex. <laughs> Who, what, what's the, t- what, what could possibly be tougher than Rumpel's sheer act of denialism for any risk accountability? This, Nothing can compare. No, this is actually the whole, the whole episode is just a, um, a lifting competition that's being held at the gym we talked about earlier. So they're, they're doing, they're doing deadlifts and stuff. There's actually a whole CrossFit community. It's, it, it turned into a real thing. So they're really into it. It's crazy. Oh, and, uh, just a little, little side note before we wrap up, uh, in the opening sequence, we have that statue of snow and David. Yeah. Uh, apparently that ended up actually like being outside the studios where they filmed once upon a time. Like it was on the lot. It was like oh. in the entrance. They had it's the big real? giant statue. They it's built real. It? Okay. They built it. <laughs> that they built. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody, thank you so much. And Abby, we'll see you next week. See you next week.